Uh, David Njoku, named by his PFF, right? Top yeah. 10 tight end. He was number 10. Yes. Is, did they get that right? So I go through the list, and they did it by tiers. The first tier was elite tight ends. Second yeah. tier was elite potential, but good right now. And then third was like, good, could be great in the right situation. They had Taysom Hill ahead of him, which I thought was silly. Like, I don't know how. I mean, Taysom Hill's more versatile, <laughs> yeah. but is he really right. even a tight end? Is he a tight end? They is had Darren question. Waller at 11, who I think when Darren Waller's healthy is higher. So, like, I think he's in that 8 to 10 range. If you want to tell me he's a couple spots too low or spot or two too high. You're like, good uh, with that. I'm not going to argue. I went through the stats. He's between 8 and 12 in every statistical category. Yep. Yeah. I think he's in the right tier. If you want to argue him to be two spots ahead, sure. If you want to argue to be two spots lower, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. But I think he's right in the right where, range. Where do you have him? Um... 10 is fine with me. Um, but what I would like to say is, let's not forget, he was a first-round pick. He was a first-round pick. He's also the sixth-highest-paid tight end heading. And, he yeah. and he's getting a boatload of money. If any year was the year that he should decide to actually do something, I think he's pivotal this year. It's time. It's like, you. there shouldn't be no excuses. There shouldn't be any... Listen, you, 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 you weathered the storm. You became a better blocker. You got your money. You're secure. You got your lo- your hairs longer. You got the good ice cars. I want to see you put up. This is the year. Can we get a thousand? Can we get it? Like, you know, Kellen Winslow put up a thousand and he wasn't Travis re- Kelsey's getting 1200 12, 1300 in 17 games. This is the year we would like to do it. And if he is and, and here's another thing too. We talk about DeAndre Hopkins a lot. If they got the fifth or sixth highest paid tight end, that's a pass catcher that's that fast, that athletic, he should be saying, well, we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. I, 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 you got me. I'm going to get 1,000 yards. Right, I'm right. a guy that can be able to, to help out. Yeah, we mentioned the, the improving wide receiver room. You've got – He's a big piece of that. A, a guy, he, what, what, he's top – I thought he was number four in uh, contract terms for it, tight well, ends. The cap hit for 2023, he's sixth. Yeah, mm-hmm. but moving forward – so, and and that was what I when I answered this question. I said, yeah, he he's number ten for me. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. fine. I have no problem with that. But because to to your point on the stats, he's eighth in receptions. Okay, that's where you want him to be. Tenth in targets, eighth in yards. But here's where things get really wonky for me. He's tied for eleventh with eight other guys, with four touchdowns, and so. We talked about this last year at this time when he got the extension. Did we like it? Yeah. Well, he's in the fold. I like it. I to- I said at the time, I don't like it. I'd like to keep him on the team. Why would you drastically overpay for that position? Why? I know it's a position that Stefanski is in- enamored with, but here's the facts of the matter, just the pure hard facts. And this is why I think his time here so far has been a disappointment. It could all change this year. If they use him the way they I think they will and they should – he should be a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, maybe ten. He should be a pivotal piece of this offense. However, when you compare him to the bar, who's the standard? Easily, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, his contract, four years, fifty-seven million. Njoku, four years, fifty-four million. Yeah, he's making Travis Kelsey money. Yeah. Here's where the no, rubber it, meets it, the it road. Hurts. It hurts. Uh, Here's where the rubber meets the road. Okay, Kelsey. Two times the number of receptions. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, two times, more than two times the yards. Yep. Three times the touchdowns. 
And, for every and, touchdown and Joku scores, and Kelsey co- scores three. And, and these co- men are paid and, the same amount of money. In his career, or or that was just that was last year. Last year. Last year, oh. last year so you I, do not want to compare the, yeah, the, the, the careers. Guess what? Two two things on in Joku the contract and, and my memory of him. With all the weapons that Deshaun Watson has on the outside now, I don't think his targets or receptions or yards will go up significantly. I think what we saw last year makes sense when I look at the grand scheme of their entire passing attack. However, the receiving touchdowns makes a difference. And I think in the red zone, that's where he's going to make his money. He had 58 receptions last year, 648 yards, and four touchdowns. Right. If he has 60 catches, 650 yards, and 9-10 touchdowns, yes. we are looking at David Njoku in a completely I'm different I'm fine light. with that. And let me tell you why. Jordan Akins, the tight end they brought in from Houston, he had five touchdowns last year. Njoku he had more four. touchdowns than Njoku. Which, different situations. Of course. Different amount of weapons. It's not apples to apples. But in the red zone, Deshaun Watson has always utilized his tight ends well. And that's where I think David Njoku will be most efficient and, by and the effective way, that in number this Browns offense. That should have been five touchdowns. And that was my last point. And it should have been another win and, a, and one fewer losses if, if he catches I the ball against the Saints. When Anthony sent this topic, the first thing I thought of Njoku top 10, and it hurt me. Because I, the one memory I can't get out of my head with Njoku is dropping the pass in the freezing cold with the wind from Watson which would have changed, for better or worse, fair or not, because it's not fair to Watson. How much different do we, do, do we look at those six-game stretch for Watson? If he's 4-2 instead of 3-3. If he's 4-2 three, three. with eight touchdowns, it's literally one difference, but they're 4-2 on a well-thrown ball in the end zone that hit Njoku in the hands, they didn't win the game. It Man. literally changes and, and, and it changes 50% McNuggets, of the conversation we have on the show. Those are the plays that seasons are made and broken on. Yeah. Those plays yeah. right there. He has to because make that play. every team in the league is a player, too, from being in the playoffs. Two wins better, two, and, and two wins two, worse. You know, and, and so with, with this, and that's been the rub for me on David Njoku. You look at him and you're like, huh. This guy could be a stud. This dude jumped seven feet in the high jump in high school. I'm, you look at him and you're like, well, if I'm going into the lab and I'm going to build a tight end, he's going to exactly, look like David Njoku. Exactly right. like Njoku. Then you look at his production and you look at what he's done on the field. He had one of the top 10 catches last year in the NFL by most people's count. I know when the NFL Network or whoever counted them down, didn't have he, it in he there. wasn't in there. I think was it the catch against Washington? It was the, the one against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa fourth Bay. down in yeah, the end zone, yeah, yeah. one hand. And so bring here's it back what in. frustrates me about him. He's that guy. He can be that guy. Yeah. So that's his ceiling. Yeah. His floor is the drop against the Saints that would have won the game. It kills him. And that's a huge gap. Travis Kelsey's ceiling and floor are like this much apart. Yeah. On his bad day, he's still a great tight end. Gee, let me ask you a question. So fantasy football-wise, to make a point about real football, tight end position, there's like two guys that you have to draft. Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Kittle, and the rest, you really, it's a crapshoot every week. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like you take a flyer. Hey, the, the Titans have a great matchup. I'm going to pick up the Titans tight end. Would you rather have a guy who's boom or bust or a consistent guy at tight end in the current formation and structure of this Browns offense? Man, you mean consistent. Like, because here's the thing. If, you, if I know that you're going to catch the football, I, I, I know that now I can, I can attack all different types of the field. Like, not just one or two routes. For me, they don't even really send him on some of the vertical routes that Kelsey gets, like some of the deep over routes, some of the other things. You don't see them doing that. He mainly runs a couple routes where he's going five, maybe seven yards, sitting down in his own, 
trying to catch the ball on quick, you know, dump offs. But I'd rather have a consistent guy because I know the consistent guy gonna catch the ball in the yeah. end zone. I know the consistent guy is not gonna have holding penalties. I know the consistent guy is also gonna make the, the routine catch as well as making some of those difficult catches. And you know, down this year, it's just the, the team. It, this is such a pivotal year. And I, I know we say it a lot of times, but this really is a year you're really going to have. Um, you're gonna have to make a decision about what what you are because if they don't play well. There's going to be mass changes because they have a lot of contracts yep. for a lot of people that that is kind of questionable. Questionable, can you pay two guards like that? Sure. Questionable if you pay overpaying for for David and Joku as a vertical threat when he's really uh, he might be medium. You're paying a running back a lot of money. You're playing an aging receiver and Amari Cooper twenty million dollars is supposed to. And by the way, they'll look at Denzel Ward too. For his production, he's getting paid like a top two, three corner in the league, and they had his ratings come out. He's down at 13 or 14, right. and he's getting 100 million. So you look at all of these different things and all of these different areas. There's a lot of people making a lot of money on this team, and if they don't perform well, they're gonna have to start tearing some of that house. The way out. we look at players in the NFL is commensurate with what their pay is, and. Oftentimes, you mentioned it earlier, you know, teams in the NBA are going to have to start winning on rookie deals. Yes, yep. yep. And, and, and the NFL is very much that way. You know, when you look at when the Seahawks won their Super Bowl, they had their quarterback on a rookie deal. Yep. So they were able to spread a lot of that money out in other positions. Eagles last year. Eagles last year. The problem with David Njoku is his paycheck. If he was a middle-of-the-road guy in terms of salary – you wouldn't have these high expectations, but when you pay a guy elite money at a position, you need that player to be a pro bowler. You need that player to be an all pro. You need that player to be a di difference maker. My hope for what the Browns are going to do this year on offense is they're going to use Njoku to move the sticks and to score six in the red zone. That's what you want your big tight end to do. Mm -hmm. You want, and, and by the way, he's a big athletic tight end. His catch radius is insane. Enormous. He has a great athletic ability. A lot of your tight ends, not so much anymore. They used to be, but some of your tight ends still in the league are the big, slow plotters. But they got great hands, and they're going to move the sticks. Yeah, he's he's a guy with this great physical set of skills, and we're just we're waiting on him. What are we now with Njoku? Year six, five. Doesn't, he's he, doesn't he have five seasons in the in the can? This will yeah, be yeah. five. I, I think thought. they drafted. Him. I thought this is going to be a sixth season. Anthony, can you look that up? They drafted him the year they got Peppers. They drafted. Okay, him. so he's got yeah. at least five full seasons in the league. I think this is, I think this is a sixth year. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one second. At some point, potential is great. You know, you you need to have potential. But for me, potential will keep you in the league three years. Yep. If potential hasn't turned into performance, this is went, actually going to be his seventh, seventh season. Seventh year. Okay, That's guys, sir, he's been in the league guys, that long. It's, league it's time. Years. I mean, it's time for David Njoku to be a breakout. You mentioned earlier, and you, aptly, you were right, the top three names in the tight end game. Why isn't he in there? And you can ask 100 NFL fans to name the top three tight ends. None of them are going to name David Njoku. But he's paid as a top three or top four been in tight league. end. He's been in the league 10 I years. I can't believe he's been in the league. This will be his seventh year. It's, it's time. Oh. It is time he's for still, like He was drafted to my sophomore year of college. And I've been out of college now for five. It so, feels like yeah. he's been on the breakout star list for like 
That's my point. Like 12 years We now. keep saying this is the year that he's going to, you know, rise to the top. Jabril Peppers is, I think he might be out of the league. Yeah. I mean, seven years, six years is twice the span of an average NFL career. Yeah. So, yeah. so and, and you're talking about a guy who just last year got a contract that I think at the time made him either the number one or number two paid tight yeah. end in the game. It's, it's, it's more than time. I like David. I really do. And I, I think he can be a real difference maker in this offense. I'm excited because when I talked to Jim yesterday, he he never sugarcoats anything. He just gives it to me straight. This is how the conversation conversation started. Jay, your football team looks really good right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it. They on, look really good right now. On Wednesday, Tybus came in and said Sean Watson looked like Brady. Yeah, and then Dale Ryder doubled down and said, "I've never seen a Browns quarterback play like that." And then Jason Lloyd said, I'm trying to think of another quarterback, maybe Dan Marino. <laughs> I said, dang, yeah. dog. I said, he looked cold like that. He said, man, look. Now, seven on seven, you're supposed to look good. You're supposed, you're, you're you're supposed but to. But still, but there are levels to good. Right. There are there levels are. to looking good in situations where you're supposed to look good. Yeah. If we all, I'll use this, like, if we all went and just shot hoops, and I make seven to ten threes and we're just shooting around, that's good. Yes, but then you see someone who really is really really good that don't and they make ten. Of, they make ten of ten, and then they make ten of ten more, and then they make nine of ten. Next thing you know, they're yeah. forty-eight of fifty. Yeah, and yeah. there's different levels to that. There, and there are from all reports. Deshaun Watson was the forty-eight of fifty, good on Tuesday. Yeah. Now I did hear early in the OTAs he was horrible. He was looking, he was looking bad. He was looking terrible. Horrible. That's what people were saying. He was yeah. looking terrible. Like I mean, spooked. I had I had three different reporters that were going to uh, that that saw him in in the OTAs. Definitively say they're ready to acknowledge that this was a major mistake. So how we went from where we were there two weeks ago to now where he's looking like Tom Brady. So here's the thing. And I'm an old man. I'm grizzled. I'm, I'm 195 pounds of scar tissue. Okay. So excuse me for being old and crusty. But here's my 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 new mantra. And I turned this leaf a couple of years ago. Show me the baby. Yeah. Don't tell me about the labor. I want to hear about the labor. It's tough. It's tough for everybody. They're working hard. They're supposed to work hard. They're paid a lot of money. They better be lifting weights. They better be making workout videos. That you don't get free points because you're in the gym. You're supposed to be doing that, okay? All 31 of the other guys are doing that. Show me the baby. I think. Yeah. Um, and the baby is winning 12 games. That's what I want. And then you know what? I'll be the first to stand up and say, this dude is awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I can't anoint him as the next Tom Brady or the next Dan Marino off OTAs. Yeah, no, there's. Win a- football games when they matter. And I am going to be as on board as anybody. But right now, I'm so scarred. You've got I'm, it's like I'm from Missouri. Their state motto is show me. The show me They're the state. show me state. I live in a state of show me with Cleveland sports. I, I was told by the experts that the Cavs are going to make a playoff run. And you know what? They went out and got Donovan Mitchell. Show me. And you know what? Just like, uh, you know, Jay said, that's the show me state, Missouri, right? You know what they say about Missouri, right? Misery loves company. That's right. Slow it down. Missouri. Missouri. I like, like, uh, it's good. I mean, they with the practice. I just want to see the results. I'm glad he looks great. I'm glad. But two weeks ago, I was getting reports from people saying, oh, my God. He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. (laughs) Now, now all of a sudden. We all heard the same thing. With practice, too, like, 
what he does in practice, as G said, it's culture, it builds habits. You'd much rather see him be very good in practice oh, than, than absolutely. bad. Absolutely. So, but but, but think, you don't get bonus points. But we all take it with a grain of salt. Just take everything. Yeah, with a grain of there salt. are there good are and bad people, in practice. And and look, I understand your enthusiasm, particularly you young folks. You know, yeah. gee, you're kind of in the middle now. You know, you still drinking the Kool-Aid, and you you want to believe this. But what I'm saying is, I've wanted to believe this for 50 years. I've wanted to believe that oh, this is our year. It, and I'm always disappointed. So now I'm just, look, I'm the kid who put his hand on the stove 50 years uh, in a row. Yeah. I knew it was hot, but I still did it. And, and, and now I'm not going to put my hand on the stove. And, I, and let's not let's not get it twisted. I was one of the guys <laughs> that said at the end of the year, I was so mad because I felt like they punted on the season. And at, at the end of the day, I, I was so mad that, that once again, that they were 7-10. and 10. Like, you came in last place. When you know the Steelers were breaking in new quarterbacks and all kind of other and stuff, still finishing and still 500 higher than you, with so a winning record. So, so that I, I totally get that. So there, there's a there's a part of me that says, nah, we're gonna have to see that. We're gonna have to feel, we're, we're gonna have to feel that. But, but then you get caught up in the moment. Yes, and then when you see when you see people catching a football and you see an offense that you may not have seen before, that's the that's why I love what I love. Jay is pressure. Because pressure at anything, whether you work in a job or whether you're in an office, whether you're doing, it's something different. You ever have that feeling when you be working a job and they say, guys, 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 your boss says, hey, I need y'all to get y'all stuff together today. Yeah. Corporate's here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. District manners here, here. There's a different vibe. It's in the a room. different vibe. Yeah. You, 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 they, you see them coming from down, down the cubicles. They walking in. You're like, oh, that's the big dog. He, he from corporate. I, yeah, they came from California. They over here looking at. Yeah, productivity is down over here over the last. This is supposed to be the best, best shop. This is the best guys. So when you start seeing that, you and your cubicle, you get there early. You be there about 30 minutes early. You done cleaned up your desk. You ain't got no papers out. <laughs> you going around touching base with your associates that report to you. Now you telling your associates, hey, I need you, hey. Don't you come in here with them leggings on no more. Hey, I need, <laughs> hey, you better have that collared shirt. And listen, and stop getting up going to this break room. They looking around like, why G. Bush's people always up and moving? This is real life facts, stories. Why, G. Bush, your boss come to you. Hey, why, you, why are you guys always in there? Do they got break time? Why right. are they always in there? Yeah. You, you see, like, it's just one of them things. And now the Browns, they got that same level of pressure. They had to get two new coaches. They had daughter, you, you look at it, the fact that you, you got Deshaun Watson, who is under extreme pressure. The coaches is under pressure. And guess what? You got the AFC North. All three games, first three, three out of four in a bye week. Yep. This, that's, a, that's a recipe for getting, yep. getting fired. I love that, Chief. I love, love the it. pressure. I love it on yep. these boys. Show me. So, Greg Pruitt was supposed to join us at 12. Yeah. It is 12-17. We haven't heard from Greg Pruitt, but I can tell you, I'm a little hesitant to tease any guests, considering we had a guest that was supposed to be on 17 minutes ago, and we've not been able to make contact with him. But I just got a text. Greg Newsom's going to be on the show Tuesday. Wonderful. What? He's promoting his softball charity event. So oh, that's right. That's coming up. The 24th. Yeah. Okay. So, it's Greg Newsom. Good. Now, once again, just like practice, good or bad, take it with a grain of salt, because we were supposed to have a guest 18 minutes ago, and we don't know where he is. But Greg Newsom told us he will come on the show on Tuesday at noon. Yeah. So, now, Greg uh, also, we'll sh we're still waiting for He could call in. We don't also, know. On we have Greg Newsom and Gilbert Arenas on Tuesday, by the way. No kidding. Gilbert locked in, yeah. So wow. that, that's going to be a show of all shows Tuesday. Hey, Greg hey, Gilbert Newsom. Arenas Gil was Gilbert on Arenas. cold pizza a couple times. Oh, that dude I love was him. 
off the charts. If you have not seen him, Gilbert Arenas has like probably I don't know how many podcasts he got, but he's kicking knowledge. He's a media star, man. He's kicking crazy now. And and what I love about him most is he don't he don't hold nothing back. He be talking. He be saying it real. He'll say some crazy. He'll say crazy stuff like (laughs) how he feel about it. Like you know what I mean? He definitely. Wow, that's good. That's great. That'd be a good show. And and we got a new game you want to break out. So let's. uh, Yeah, and before we get to the game though, I want to remind everybody real quick that you can see your favorite golf legends play in the Colleague Companies Championship July 12th through July 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun, family-friendly events all week long featuring a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every single night. There's something for everyone. Learn more at CauleyGolf.com. Anthony, real quick, I did not get the news of Liv broke. You weren't here. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Thunderstruck. Like, because to me... There is there is a lot and you hear Roy, McElroy talking. Yeah, and I'll blame him. These guys is not they're like this is no happily ever after. No, we're not inviting these guys back in and a lot of the live guys that took the money was like, well, let- nah, Jay Mon- we got Jay the Monahan. money. Now we back in here. Jay Monahan's the biggest. I, I'm a, he's my word slightly, think, but yeah, no, in my view, I don't see how he survives this. I talked to somebody. He's already dead Wednesday and they're like, no, he'll He's he's entrenched, and I'm like I don't see how. There's no way. I mean, every no single one of the players want him gone. They feel like he lied so you to, have him, to, to their face. This is more about money. It's about ego. Yeah. So you've got Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, some of the biggest names in the Dude. game, that basically said to the PGA Tour, "We don't like the way you're doing business. We don't like how you restrict us." We're going to go over to this other entity and we're going to make boatloads of money. And they're like, okay, cool. Enjoy your life, but you're out of our life. And we're going to be, you're going to be a pariah. So exiled. all of the guys that rallied around the PGA, and this was a common mantra I heard from many of them. I've never had to apologize for being a member of the PGA. Mm-hmm. I've never had to apologize for that. You now have guys taking large sums of money who are now taking money yeah. from an entity that is currently on trial for 9-11 in the United States. Yeah. Jay Monahan told the people who went to live, if you take this money, you, You're done. you have 9-11 blood on your hands. That's exactly right. His exact right. words, That's and this, exactly is not, right. this has been reported many times, yep. he told those golfers, if you take the Saudi money, you have 9-11 blood on your hands. And, now and less than two, two years later, he's getting the biggest cut. And by the way, this, you know, one of the it's fascinating things, the money world in golf is really complicated. It's very complicated. I read something. I didn't see it at the time, but I read it. Uh, within this past week, the the players that did that now yes they, they're all going to be tainted their reputations are going to be tainted. These guys are coming back with eight figures and with nine figures right in some of them a hundred million dollars in their pockets, and they've got the reputation ding, but they also got a hundred million dollars in their bank account. And then you've got guys like Rory who said I don't ever want to play with these guys ever. That's the equivalent of because they're teammates really yeah they're all in this together now they've got to, he's gonna have to wait until the first time Kepka has to walk in a in a final Sunday pairing with Rory and that will happen yep that will happen they're top yep. players they're going to be on the top of the leaderboard they're going to be paired together wait until the random pairings of a regular PGA Tour event or a major comes out and on Thursday you've got Phil Mickelson Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy yeah. like I don't know how this is gonna go. And, and don't and don't they get kind of exonerated? Like, think about it. I took two hundred million. 
But then the same entity, the PGA yeah. comes back and yeah. says, I want some of that money too. Yeah. And so, and, and here's the biggest part of this. So now, yeah, they, they have the stain of going and playing for the Saudi money. But so does but the, so does PGA. the PGA, the now. PGA now. So do all of the other PGA players the, because Rory came out yesterday, I believe it was yesterday or maybe Wednesday, and made a comment, well, you know what? I'd rather have that Saudi money be our enemy than our – or be our friend than our enemy. Yeah. So, I mean, at two? Like, yeah. he's going to do that. It's crazy. That's and crazy. The, the people who came out the biggest winners are the guys that took the Saudi that, money that and money. now are back in the PGA. Have you guys seen the meme I'm, where it said the live players walking into the clubhouse for their first PGA event? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's got the dance music yeah. and their faces are all on the guys that are come dancing in. Yeah. And it was Mickelson's <laughs> face and Kepka's face. I watched oh, it ten times and laughed yeah. harder every time I watched it. Anthony, let's play this new game, man. Yeah, so let me explain the rules to you guys really quick. I'm going to give you four pieces of information and you have to guess the player. You are a collective team out there. Okay, what sport? We're doing running backs today. Oh, running backs. Oh, yeah. These are all okay. active running backs. Got it. If you can't get it with the four pieces of information I give you, I have two extra hints that I can give you guys. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right, so our first player, he has 4,726 yards. He's got 38 touchdowns. He's in the NFC, and he's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's still he's there right now? He's in the NFC currently. Yes. Okay. Um, I think Saquon. Do you have that many touchdowns? No, it's not Saquon Barkley. It's not. It's not Saquon Barkley. Um, Alvin Kamara. No. Wrong again. No. We're just, we're just talking out loud. We'll give you yeah, a final. We'll, we'll give you a final answer. Thirty-eight touchdowns. Is Leonard? Is Leonard Fournette? Uh, yeah. He's still on. Is he on the he's Buccaneers on, roster? No, technically. Do free agents count, Anthony? Yes, but it is not. It's not Leonard Fournette. Not okay. Leonard. Okay. This, um, he is, here, I'll give you one hint. He's a starter right now on his team. Christian McCaffrey. I think he has more than He has more than yards. Yeah, but he's been hurt. Yeah, let's go with Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. That's a good Christian Christian McCaffrey. I think that's Steve, a good one. can we take the answer? Because it is, in fact, Christian McCaffrey. Nice, bro. Oh, well yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah, well you would done, think G. that he would, be in, would have played a more than but, two Pro Bowls. But he's been hurt whole years. He's large stretches of seasons, and that takes him out. I was like, that's a lot of touchdowns, though. Yeah, that is a lot of touchdowns, and I think that was what kind of gave it away. Yeah. All right, well, our next contestant has 6,341 yards, 48 touchdowns. He's in the AFC, and he's a four-time Pro Bowler. That's not Nick Chubb, is it? That actually... Might be Chubb. Might be Chubb. Because I think Derrick Henry got more yards. I would say Derrick Henry yeah, I think yeah, I think has more yards, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I I think Chubb. I, I feel I'm like that's Chubb. Nick Chubb. I'm going to guess Chubb. We're locking yeah. in Nick Chubb? Yeah. We're locking in. All right, you guys are 2-0. Oh. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Henry has more y- yards. I definitely yards. more yards. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We, we got some big hitters in here. So our next contestant has 8,335 yards, 78 touchdowns. Okay, that could be Derek. Also that's in the Derek AFC. Derek. That's yeah. Derek. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, that one, Derek. he stuck out yeah. like a sore thumb. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I should have replaced guy. him with Dobbins, but I used Dobbins on Mike to test this yesterday. Oh, he's been, he's, been, he's been around for longer he's been than a thing. beast, man. I mean, th- as far as being decorated, go back and look at Derrick Henry's high school stats. Oh, it's, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And, and then go back and look at Alabama when he won the Heisman. He's been he had, that guy everywhere. He's got 2,000 yards at every level. I don't think yeah. that's ever happened. Well, 2,000 yards. Has he rushed for 2,000 in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, he? yeah, he did. He had a 2,000-yard season. Yeah. Did he? Derrick Henry, didn't he? Uh, let me check I real quick. I think, I, think he's the, I think he might be the only player to rush for 2,000 yards at every level. 
Maybe yeah, I want to say he, I, I want to say he went over 2,000. Oh, well, 2020, did. he had 2,027 yards. Damn, yeah. He did. You know, I wish he would have had seven yards less. Yeah, right. 2020, 2020 and 2020. It's crazy. He had nuts. 378 carries that season. Oh yeah. Well, remember they were carrying him like 40 times a game at late late in the season. <laughs> and he it still, was like this guy's getting the ball every time and they can't stop him. He hey, still averaged 5.4 yards a carry. Yeah. He's one of the greats of all time. Yeah, he's, yeah. he got Derrick Henry will, when he's done. He has a chance to make the Hall of Fame. And his body. Oh, he's know, a Hall of Famer right now. I think. He's like, oh, he is a Hall of Famer. He's, he's, his, he, the way he's built. It, you, do you guys remember the picture when he's standing um, next to Mark Ingram? He was standing next to Mark Ingram, and they were yeah. both Heisman Trophy winners at Alabama. And you're like, one's like five eight. It's like me standing next to Jeebus. Derrick Henry was a, yeah. almost it looked like a foot he's taller than him. It looked like his son. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. I think weren't they? Uh, Honorary captains for a national, national championship, championship game. Yep. Yep. One of my favorite pictures, Henry. Henry. He just looks and, so and much Henry's, bigger than Ingram. In the picture, Henry's closer to the lens than Ingram is, so it's even a more yeah, illusion. It, I know that's why it looks but, like he's his dad. But it, even in real life, take out the illusion. Yeah, one is a massive Brown, human being, and one's just a large. Browns yeah. fans will remember this. One of my favorite, my favorite memories from the playoff year was the Browns, eight and three going against the Titans 8-3. Oh, yeah. And in that year, like there was three or four teams that was vying because we still yeah. had to we still had to win in the last game and they went into Tennessee and it's probably one of the best games I've seen the Browns play. They smoked them like, you know, Baker played great. Jarvis Landry played good. Donovan Peoples Jones had the long touchdown bomb. The like, good old days. It was yeah. hey, we were we was hey, rolling. I just, something just hit me. Where is Greg calling from? I'm not sure. I he wonder, hasn't answered. Did you we, guys have a conversation about Central Time versus Eastern Time? Steve Becker said yeah, it. Yeah, this was not so me or Mike booking this one. Yeah, we, I wonder. I don't know where Greg calls home. Yeah. I don't know if he's. You know, I don't know that he's back in Oklahoma if he is if he calls in during overtime well, well, well it, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't call in at one o'clock ready to do an interview. <laughs> yeah, so members uh you might, might get, get a special get... guest on overtime yeah, today we'll exactly see right yeah uh next one Anthony. all right next one guys this person has 3,841 yards 33 touchdowns is also in the AFC and is a one-time pro bowler I think I know who this is I think it's Josh Jacobs it might be him oh uh, oh because he had like 700 yards this year, but he 33. Was, that's a lot. The 33 touchdowns seems high for Jacobs. What about Joe Mixon? Could be Mixon. Mixon's a good guess too. But God, the 33 touchdowns. This is a guy that scores a lot. Doesn't necessarily. I mean, that's a touchdown for every. Could what, be Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. But I feel like he's more than a one-time. Yeah. One, well, that's a good one. Because Eckler does score a lot, but doesn't get a ton of yards to throw so many. Taylor. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with Taylor because he, Taylor? he had one big year. He's only been in the league two years, though. Didn't no, he's been in three years. Three years? 33 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns. He was in the AFC. All right, before we lock it in, give us a division. AFC South. Yeah, let's go with John Taylor. 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 Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Yep, yeah. it's Jonathan I, Taylor. I, 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 was, I thought I almost had you guys there. Yeah, for I was a pretty sure yeah. it was Jonathan Taylor, was, but right, yeah, the like, South, yeah, that cemented it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right, guys, you ready for our next By one? By the way, Steve just texted, home is in Ohio for Greg Pruitt. So it wasn't a time snafu. I don't know. All right, our next player, he has 4,740 yards, 40 touchdowns, is a, once again in the AFC, and is a two-time Pro Bowler. Could this be Eckler? This could be Mixon. 
could be mixed. It could be either or. It could be, it could be mixed, could mix in or Eckler. Um, 40, 40 touchdowns for Austin Eckler's is. Well, if he has. He's literally well, in touchdowns. And Joe two Mixon years in a catches row, the ball a lot, too. Yeah, I think it could be Mixon. 4,740? Yeah. So Eckler definitely has at least two Pro Bowls. Does Mixon have two Pro Bowls? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I don't I'm know if he does. Sure. You want to go with Eckler then? Because we, we, I feel good it's one of the two. I do two. Yeah. Is this total touchdowns or just rushing touchdowns? Oh, this is total. This is total career yards, Eckler, total then. career yeah. touchdowns. I'll go, I'll go Eckler. Yeah. You want, you're locking in Eckler? Yeah. I got you guys. It's Josh Pink. Jacobs. Oh, that's Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. We mentioned him earlier. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize 40, he made 40 touchdowns. Yeah, 40 yeah. surprised me too when I was putting this together yesterday. I okay. I mean, Chubb has 48. Well, Jacobs had a stupid the season this year was stupid. Yeah, it like, was. as good as Nick yeah. Chubb was this year. Yeah, J Jacobs was. Um, Josh Jacobs played more yards. How, how, how could I lose? I, I, I had everybody in fantasy. How I know you I had lose? you had such a good team. How did I lose? <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the next one? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So this person has eight thousand two hundred and sixty-two yards, oh, wow. sixty-eight touchdowns, in the NFC, and a three-time Pro Bowler. Is that Camara? Zeke. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, but he says he's in the NFC. Technically, well, Zeke is a free agent. But Anthony did say free agents counted. So NFC, the last year he played? Yeah, that's got to be either like Zeke, Zeke or... Is this total touchdowns? Yeah, total touchdowns. I'm trying to think who's in the NFC that's been... 8,000 yards. That's, that's a lot of, that, that means you're close to 10,000 yards, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't think Zeke is that close. To, that's a lot of yards, man. Who, like, else, it, who else has been a... Uh, the Vikings running back that's... Uh, uh, Dalvin uh, Cook. Uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. No. No, he doesn't have that many no. touchdowns, nope. does he? No, he has 43 touchdowns in the last four years because I'm going to bring up that stat in the next um, topic. That's so I know good. it's not Okay, let, not, not you got, are you guys good with... I, I feel like... With, with Zeke? I, I don't feel good about it, but that's my... Three Pro Bowls? That's my bet. I, I don't know. I, I Zeke's think my guess. My, uh, I Zeke, feel like Zeke would be Zeke, in more Pro Bowls. But 8,200 yards. That's so. Alvin Kamara got a lot of yards. Is this rushing yards or combined yards? This is rushing yards. Oh, okay. Alvin Kamara. I, I think Zeke. Zeke, Zeke Elliott. Right, lock in Zeke. You got to have more confidence in yourself, Mike. It is, in fact, Zeke. All right, All right here we go. go. Okay. Be, yeah. it, it was scary because I'm like, did he got that many yards? I, I mean, he, yeah. his first couple years, he did have 1,500. And he is, the Cowboys are not opposed to bringing him back, I read yesterday. Oh, no one else wants to. They, I mean, might, get, they might get him for a million dollars. Doesn't it always seem like the Cowboys always have somebody that never, like, they never ride out into the sunset, like Amari Cooper, Dez Bryant, Zeke Elliott. Did Tony Dorsett finish his career in Dallas? I don't think. I, don't, I, I have a vague remembrance of him playing somewhere else at the end. Emmitt Smith, Smith played somewhere else. Did like, he? he played yeah, for the he played Arizona. Oh, that's right. He did. He went to the yeah. Cardinals. I have got one of his Cardinals jerseys. Like, yeah, it was, it was, wow. uh, yeah. Like, it, they, they never seem to send people out. Like, Terrell Owens even was out after yeah. a while. He's like, yeah, yeah we're done. Yep. And what's next? All right, guys. Let's. We're gonna go through these next ones like a little bit faster. But this person has three thousand six hundred and nine yards, twenty six touchdowns. Is in the NFC, but has never been to a Pro Bowl. That probably Saquon. Yeah, I think it is Barkley. Okay. I'm okay. You gonna lock in Saquon? Yeah. It is David Montgomery. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a that's, that's a dirty. That's a yeah. dirty one. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't in a million years would not have guessed David I Montgomery. I wonder I wonder 
I felt Saquon made a Pro Bowl. I'm pretty sure Saquon made one. Pro Did Bowl. he make a Pro Bowl? Yeah. His Maybe rookie year, he was ex well. No, his rookie year, he was exceptional. Yeah. Then he tore his ACL. And then he tore his right? ACL. Yeah. But his rookie year was definitely. A yeah. Pro we should have paused on that one. I wouldn't got. I wouldn't. I wouldn't got Montgomery. I would have never picked him. He ruined my fantasy team two years ago, so I had to put him on the line. All right. This next player, five thousand one hundred and thirty-five yards, forty-nine touchdowns in the NFC, but is a five-time Pro Bowl. Is that Eckler? I'm gonna guess Aaron. All right, not Eckler. Um, Camara. That is Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I like Kamara. I feel good about Kamara. You're going to lock in Kamara for that one? You guys are correct. That is Alvin Kamara. Very good. We're batting like 800 here. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, no, you've only gotten two wrong. Maybe I made it too easy. All right, our ninth question. 4,000 yards, 4,249 yards, 29 touchdowns, NFC as well, two-time Pro Bowler. Is this finally Austin Eckler coming off the board? No, NFC. Aaron Jones in Green Bay. Like oh. it. I like that. Uh, I like Aaron Jones. What about Dalvin Cook? Dalvin oh, Cook that that. Well, hey, I, I would think Cook would have more has touchdowns more yards than that. and more yards. So Dalvin Cook, what year is he in? He's got to be in seven. Because he had forty-three hundred yards when over. Did he his come line. out of? Was he a Florida State guy? Yeah. Yep. He was a, it was Jimbo's last guy for. I feel like he has more yards, but. I Dalvin Cook, too. in the I, last four years, Dalvin Cook is 40. Wait, let's think yards. Green Bay now for a second. That's we Aaron have, Jones. Yeah, oh, did somebody it. say Aaron Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think this is Aaron Jones. Yeah, let's go with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones? You guys are going to lock in Aaron Jones? Yeah. yeah. You're wrong. That is Saquon Barkley. Oh, wow. That he is has Saquon. two Pro Bowls? Two Pro Bowls. Was he a Pro Bowler this year, too? I think so. I, according to Wikipedia, he's a two-time Pro Bowler. You know, the Pro I didn't Bowls check, are oh, I can tough. go check what like, years. Give me one second. No, it was this year in his rookie year. had to be. Who made the Pro Bowl this year? What's that? Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Huntley. yeah made, made yeah. the Pro Bowl this year, and he had like a losing record and more interceptions than touchdowns. Trash. Pro Bowl. That got, right. I should have got Saquon. That's on me. So you guys have three wrong. All right. And then we'll see if you can get seven right. You're six and three. Last one. All right. 3,727 yards, 34 touchdowns, plays in the AFC, and has zero Pro Bowl appearances. I think Eckler's been That's a pro bowler. A, I think he's I don't a pro think, bowler. I don't think he is. I, he led the league in touchdowns. He had, yeah, to, be he a had to be a pro bowler at one point. So let's throw him out for now. But he is in the same division. Is Joe Mixon Ramon, been a pro bowler? Ramondre Stevenson? But I don't think he's played oh, long wow. enough. Wow. I don't think Stevenson. And I don't think he has 34 touchdowns either. Yeah. I, Joe Mixon is, is going to be my guess. I, I, I think, think Joe Mixon. This. Uh, this might be. This might be. Eckler had, had 22 touchdowns last year alone. Like, there's no way. And he had to have been a Pro Bowl. He had yeah, to. Yeah, there's no, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon? Mixon? Plus, Anthony would be demented to put a, a Bengals player last year. Uh, God, First of all, 34 fruit. touchdowns is a ton of touchdowns. But Mixon's been in the league for, I mean. It could be Mixon. He's been in the league four or five years now. But so. he had like 1,300 yards one year. Yeah, but he, was, he only had 800 last year. He was hurt. So that's 2,002. But no Pro Bowls. I don't think he's ever, I mean, I don't think he's ever been a Pro Bowl. I mean, I'm just going through the, it's, okay, let's it's go no one Mixon. on Buffalo. They don't have a real running back. No, no. it's not Baltimore. No one in the Jets. No it's not Dobbins. No one in the Steelers. Steelers. It's not Najee Harris. I don't, he hasn't been, he doesn't have, to, I don't think he has two. He's only, it's only his third year. A couple years. Um, Kareem yeah. Hunt. But he was a Pro Bowler as a rookie. Yeah, he definitely was a Pro Bowler as a rookie. Um, he led the league in rushing. Uh, we already chose Taylor. Taylor, Henry, Jackson. no one from Jacksonville. No let's go with Mixon. Let's go with Mixon. Mixon. You got locking in Mixon? Yeah. Yeah. I got you guys. That's Austin Eckler. 
Damn. That's no Austin Pro Bowls. No Pro Bowls. He wasn't a. Pro so he Tyler Huntley's been to a Pro Bowl and Austin Eckler hasn't. Good job, NFL. According to Wikipedia, he had no Pro Bowls when I put this together yesterday. Wow. Hold up. That is Hold up. stunning to me. That's crazy. I just I can't believe that he's never been to a Pro Bowl. Because that's the reason we didn't go Austin yeah, Eckler. Yeah. Because we said the touchdowns, <clears throat> there's very few guys that could be. He was an all-pro last year. Finished sixth in offensive player of the year voting was not a Pro Bowler. That's crazy. How man. are you an all-pro and not a Pro Bowl? Because he probably turned it down. And you I, still get the honor, though. If, the, if you're named to the you? Pro Bowl, you still claim that. I guess. You should at least get the honor if you don't, right? I'm pretty like, sure you, you get down? the honor. So, you... for the record, that was just rushing touchdowns, not total touchdowns. Because Austin Eckler is 34 rushing touchdowns and 29 receiving touchdowns. Yeah, oh, that, that's the other thing, too. I thought, man, that's kind of low for his touchdown total. Oh, my apologies on that. Yeah. If it's touchdowns yeah, he rushing had, and receiving. Yeah, because he, he had 20 touchdowns last year alone. So, But it's okay. It's a good game, Anthony. Uh, good game. Did you guys see the text from Steve? There's a super chat. Someone asked, where are you all posting up for the game tomorrow? Do we know where the tickets are? I have uh, no idea. Yeah, Boogie te I'll tell you guys right now. Boogie, text Boogie texted me 18 links for tickets, like individual links. And they're all together, though, right? Uh, he said, once you get in, you're good. So, oh, you can sit wherever you want. I think so. But according to the tickets. Oh, yeah. All, are all tickets 10 bucks? Uh, I'm I not sure, but we are section 124 tomorrow. All the tickets are in section 124. So, okay. You can't miss us. There, there will be a contingent of us. Uh, yeah, we're all section 124. So awesome. Awesome. Look awesome. how Boogie sent me these tickets. It's just 18 different links for tickets. And but, I was like, oh, y'all can't wow. just send so me one. So you're the ticket master for tomorrow, right? Yeah, I got I to gotta find a way to download and send these all to you guys. But okay. we're all section 124. Different rows, but we'll all be in that general section. Come say what's up. If you guys are in your uh, can tomorrow at the USFL game, support Boogie, and you know we'll be chilling, watching the game, having a good time. And Director Steve will be the uh, number one attraction of all the people in Canton tomorrow. Right? You're still coming, Steve? He is yeah, still, still coming. coming. So. All right, guys, before we get on to our last topic of the day, I just want to remind everybody that you can see your favorite golf legends play in the Cully Companies Championship July 12th through the July 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun, family-friendly events all week long featuring a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every night. There is something for everyone. Learn more at CullyGolf.com. And moving on, do you guys think we're done making moves in the offseason as the Browns now that DeAndre Hopkins seems to be a long shot, according to Mary Kay? I'll let you guys go. Do you want me to answer, do I think they will be do done? Do you think they're they done, and if not, what moves should they make? I think they are done. Okay. Um, Hopkins made a lot of sense. He had the connection with Deshaun. Right. The wide receiver room, we think, is much better this year. But we know what Amari Cooper is outside of Cooper. No one has shown, you know, that, that top-tier talent and production. DPJ was solid last year, and solid will take. Elijah Moore is obviously uber-talented, but... Didn't work out in New York. Cedric Tillman's a rookie. Marquise Gilman's fast, but that hasn't translated to like tremendous success on the field right. for a number of different reasons. So I thought on paper, Hopkins at least made sense to solidify that room. And I know you said you didn't think they needed him. If he was an upgrade that helped them win one extra game in the sure. AFC, that one game could be the difference in making and missing the playoffs this year. So I thought Hopkins would have been the move if they're going to make one. Right. So I don't think they will. But for the sake of this argument, and once again, this is not going to happen, but for the sake of this argument, if sure. they were going to make one more move, I have three names that I think make sense. Okay. Two are pass rushers, and one is Dalvin Cook, who we just mentioned. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's not going to come here. He wants to be a starter. He is going to Miami, so there's not a chance he comes here. But if I'm Andrew Barry, I'm making the call. And there's two reasons why. One, we are one injury away from Nick Chubb getting hurt. 
and having an unproven guy in Jerome Ford. Take that thought out of your mouth. Who right I now. really like. <laughs> I who I really like, but being the bell cow back for a team whose offense should be one of the top five to seven in the league. But he's getting 17 carries a game. I mean, he should last 30 years. Running backs a very <laughs> up and the down position. Kids. It is not anything against Nick Chubb. It's just durability in the league at that position right. is very hard to sustain, and he's been um, tremendous at it. But the reality is we're one hit away from having Jerome Ford be our starting running back. So, And I'm okay with that. But if you could bring in Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. for super cheap, four-time Pro Bowler, 4300 yards, I would do that. But the okay. more realistic options that I think if they are going to make a move make sense would be two pass rushers, either Justin Houston or Melvin Ingram, basically yeah. because A, they're on one-year deals. They're mercenaries. Jim Schwartz loves to rotate defensive ends and defensive linemen. Houston had nine and a half sacks last year. And if you're telling me, even if he plays five to ten plays a game, that's it, third down, third and long, you put an extra pass rusher in, and then you have a defensive line of Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, Oboe, and a guy like Justin Houston who's big enough to rush from the interior or the, the outside, mm-hmm. as just an extra rotational chess piece, that's the move I like to see them make, but I do not think – they will end up making any more moves before we start training camp. Well, you know what? I, you know, I'll, I'll give you my uh, uh, thoughts on it. You know, I just, you know, some of you may have heard me. I just bought a house. And the crazy thing about buying a house is, you know, they tell you to save your money and you got to have a certain credit score. and You do all of this saving, right? You do all of this saving and you can't spend any money. They check your accounts. They say, don't you take no money out of these accounts. We need to see screenshots of everything you've done. And they climb up it. So they and they they send you, you send them regular. So now you start to see you're like, wow, look, I'm being fiscally responsible. My debt ceiling is better than the Republican Party's. <laughs> my, my debt ceiling is looking good. Now okay, you check your report, but then you get the house right, and so then they take the restraints off. So you've already been you, 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 that 30 year mortgage means you all in. That means you will be here paying for this come hell or high water for 30 years. now till you're 70. To you. So my thing is, they say, well, G. Bush, man, well, you got the house. You, you can't go back, but you're in there and get a bunch of new furniture because guess what? You get new furniture. Now you got the house. You got to pay on the furniture stuff. And you start to think, you say, but I'm, uh, I'm supposed to pay on this till I'm 70. At what point in time am I going to enjoy any of this? So why am I saving this money yeah. and going to the thrift store and buying secondhand furniture? Why am I going around here messing around getting appliances from your next door neighbor in an apartment building? No, if the house costs a certain amount, the furniture has to add up. And guess what? The house that the foundation that the Cleveland Browns built their house on is 250. It's 50 million and it gets the cap. That is Deshaun Watson. So at any point in time, because he is the house and you can't get out of that, you can't just give a house back. Nope. No, you're going to pay on that. That's called foreclosure. You can't foreclose. Guess what? You always in the business for looking for home improvement. McNuggets. You might yeah. want, you might want a deck. You might want siding. You might want a little bit din in the basement. So you always looking for a, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, give yep. me that because I want to enjoy it until I'm 70, right? So the Cleveland Browns should be looking all the time. They got to break the bank. But it's okay to go look for vases, and it's okay to go look for a, a recliner once in a while. Hey, you want a TV? Your TV is 55 inches. You say, I want one of those 70-inch TVs like Jay. I'm going to be somebody, <laughs> right? But, but, but I, gotta, I, I, save, I gotta save up a couple weeks for that. He just go get his. But the reality of the situation, the Browns actually have the money. 
They, so they can just go get theirs, right? Now, now, next year, you might not have it, but that's a long, outdrawn analogy about why the Browns should always be aggressive because you told us that you was buying the house. Jay, before you answer, can I make one more tiny point off G's sure. to go to you? So I mentioned Dalvin Cook, and once again, he's not coming to Cleveland. He's not. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not probably going to make the call. No. Andrew Barry doesn't value running backs. We've seen that. Kareem Hunt's still out there. Ezekiel, like, running backs are not in the same they're not like wide they're, receivers. They're not buckets where you need them. So, I get that. But I'm just saying, Miami and Denver, the two teams that he's rumored to be interested in, that have interest to, of bringing him in. They both could use him. They both could use him a lot more than the Browns. He's they don't have, in Miami Because they don't lot. have a Nick Chubb. I don't like Miami And those right are two now. teams. No, but you put a running back on no, there. No, no, I don't like Oh, CM. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm scared no, now. And, and my point is, those are two teams that can make real moves with a running back. Can make moves with a running back. Yep. And they are in that same category of teams with the Browns of you have the Chiefs, based on what they've done in the last two years, the Bengals, Bills, and then you have four through six, seven, eight, nine that are all fighting for three or four playoff spots. And, yes, he's not coming to Cleveland. I do not expect him to even make a call. But you might as well kick the can and see if he has any interest in playing with Nick Chubb because if not, he's going to go to a team that you're fighting for a playoff spot That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback off what you said. So if you're going to use the house and the Browns analogy, the owner of the house, the Haslam's, just went to Milwaukee and bought a vacation house. <laughs> right. Yeah, but they also just got paid from Messi. Fine. Great. Guess what? Before you go buy a vacation house in Milwaukee, why are you buying a vacation house in Milwaukee? Uh, yeah, that, first of all. But you just bought a second home in Milwaukee. Okay, a timeshare so, almost. <laughs> there's a rule, okay? Before you can own two homes... One home should be a palace. Right. It should be everything you want in a home. Right. That's their first home. And they're the landlord and we're the tenants. We're living here. We ain't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Get your first home in order and then go buy a second home. Right. Don't, they've already got, and they, oh, by the way, they got a third vacation rental in Columbus. Which in just, the soccer team. Which just skyrocketed in value, by Of the course way. it did. They just made Messi, tons of money. Messi, we talked about it in overtime mm-hmm. yesterday. Messi going to Miami is so much money for Jimmy Haslam. That's good for Browns fans. It is, but that's I a sh- temporary boost. Like, Messi's at the end of his career. He's he's probably still, by most counts, the best. But he's in the oh, conversation the for the best player players in the world. Yeah. Um, how much of a windfall that's going to be long-term for the league, we don't know. But, but, but what could happen is he could draw other big-name players from Europe to come yeah. here. And the whole idea is to boost the league up all at once. And that's just essentially. But I've in, seen in other times. When Beckham came, it yeah. was going to change life in yeah, soccer he, in America. We thought this in overtime. We don't have to get back into it. There's a difference in Messi and Wayne Rooney coming because they were, they were past their primes. And Messi is not in his prime, but he just won the World Cup. He was the best player in the World Cup. Yeah, team, but he's, and he's still. Make no mistake. He's at the end of his prime. Yeah, but he's still like two day, a top. Three, four player in the he world. Is. He when has, Beckham what, and three Rooney. years tops. You yeah, see him Mike. coming here if he's 24 in the top player in the world? No, 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 no. no. But when Beckham and Rooney came here, they were they significantly were past too. their Yeah, but they were way past their I don't know how old prime. was Beckham when he came here. I'm not a, a, take age out of it, but yeah. when David Beckham left, he was not in the top five players in the world. Yeah, no, remember, Messi, Messi is coming still is. off of a World Cup win against the second best player in the world. I get sport. that. I get that. I just, I just. You know, I think that's a short-term boost. I hope it helps. It's the, just, it's I hope money. it helps. And any money's money. MLS any money's money. Raise up to the to a new level. But unless he's selling the team today, I don't know that. You know, if he holds this team for ten years, Messi will be out of the league for a long yes. time by then. I'm not so I don't that. know. I just your analogy. Get your house in order. 
then right. go buy a vacation house and then fix that one up. Yeah. But get this one to where it's a palace and we're living in it. We're the tenants. We have to deal with this. So the A, I don't think they're going to make any more moves. I don't. If they were going to, and I talked to Jim Donovan yesterday also about DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think? He's like, if he comes here, it'll be at the Browns price, not his. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't think it'll come to that because I think someone will end up, and they always do, someone's going to need a wide receiver, whether it's to start the season or three weeks in, a top-tier wide receiver goes down, and uh-oh, his paycheck just went way up. And, and, so, and, and Obadell Beckham Jr. helped a lot of people. Yes, he did. He, I mean, yes, he did. I mean, we were people yeah. was laughing at him being out in Arizona, going shaking hands with the owners, and it worked. And, and they were like, "Odell is out here, out he here, got all his with, with a we'll work for free cheese like sign." Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, guess what? He got fifteen million, and all the rest of the receivers was like, "Well, hold on now." Yeah. I was going to take a discount, but I'm better than him and I'm more durable. Yeah. I think I could get X, Y, and Z. Guess what, Jay? Like you said, somebody going to get hurt. Someone will get hurt. Someone Even if he get sits hurt. on the sidelines and he just waits. And Dominican Sue waited to sign late last year. Somebody's going to have a, a desperate, we need a guy now. You know, Jamar Chase is going to go down, or this one's going to go down. Or team's not playing as well as they should. They thought they were right. They, they need another receiver. So. He'll be smart. He'll wait this out. I don't think it's going to be here in Cleveland. I still say, and I maintain this all along, and I know that you've uh, upgraded dramatically your defensive front, which by proxy should make your linebacking core better. The, the, for and me, that's the one glaring when you look at the, you look at the where's the glaring weakness? Yes. The, because there's a saying in pro sports: you're as strong as your weakest link. Yep. yep. Our weakest link is our linebacker room, and I know that everybody in football wants to deprioritize the position. But there's three of them for a reason. Sometimes they go with two, but they are very important. And when you look at all-time great defenses of all time, what do they all have in common, G. Bush? They got linebackers that tackle. Derek Brooks, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Look at the Bears linebackers Sing- that they have. Yep. So it's it's a staple for great football teams, and we have basically said that oh, we don't need them. So we I, don't need them. In a, I, while I agree with you. I don't know who's out there at the linebacker you know right what now that makes me them off? better. I'll tell you, right now, nobody. But last year, the Ravens went out and got Smith. Okay, that's Middle totally, of the yeah, season, yep. trade. totally different. Yep. But I'm just saying, like, right now, if you say, like, what's the roster of a linebacker they can make to improve no, this I team know. in 2023, there's just no one out there It's at this thin point. pickings, but I'm telling you, yeah. last year, we were going into the season saying, who are our wide receivers and who are our defensive that's fair. Playing up front. <laughs> and you know what? Guess what got us in the end? The Achilles heel was the defensive line. There was nobody there. And we had said when they broke camp, yeah. I'm excited about this team, but who's going to tackle guys? I, yeah, I, that's fair. And who's going to get after quarterbacks other than Miles Garrett? And so now that position now is all linebacker. Like all of our linebackers on the roster were on injured reserve at the yeah. end of last year. All of totally them. valid. So we're totally. gonna we're gonna hope that a band aid first aid crew at linebacker is gonna all suddenly be healthy and outstanding just because we upgraded the defensive front. And that's and why we might be at week eight saying they missed on linebacker. They closed their eyes on that position, and that, that's what's getting us. That's why I, I said they should not be done. You're supposed to still be looking because guess what? I can't. You got Anthony Walker. You got JOK. You got Phillips. You got Taki Taki. These guys have been injured at some point every single year. So for me, it's wishful thinking that all of a sudden they're going to make me just, just they're going to all be healthy, set, and play all, great. all be healthy, yeah. right? And then and then you know here's another thing we don't take in consideration: when you coming off of major injury, 
you, it's a two-year process. Yeah, the psychological yeah, is there two, for the next year. And so all these guys are coming off season-ending injuries. Yeah. And we're just to expect that we're going to wave this magic wand. And I don't get it. I don't understand how, you know, a, a great team is strong in every area. Like, when you look at baseball, your World Series winners. They've got good pitching. They've got good hitting. They yep. might not be extraordinary in any one of them, but they're top tier in both. No glaring weaknesses. The Browns have this flashing red light neon sign right. linebackers linebackers right. and that's all i see and i to your point mike there is no magic move that you can go out and make but they knew last year at this time that this was a weakness and they knew the bears were ready to move on from smith and they let a team in our division that finished ahead of us last year go out and get him and he made a huge difference in that defense so i'll pitch you guys a linebacker move then okay not sure if it's feasible I have no idea what the price is, but we know Arizona is completely selling. Yes. They've cut Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Their goal is they're to get the number one pick next year. Caleb Williams, you are an Arizona Cardinal next yeah, year. right. So they're terrible. They just declined, or not just, but when the fifth-year options had to be picked up, they declined the fifth-year option on Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker right. they drafted, I believe, either seventh or ninth overall Clemson. from Clemson a few years ago. Right. He was a versatile defender. He was a little too big to be a safety, a little too small to be a traditional linebacker, right. but – in college, he was one of the most versatile prospects we had seen coming out of the college ranks in a he long, was. long time. I he don't remember the good. exact breakdown, but he played 40% of snaps at the inside linebacker. He rushed the passer 20% of times. They could drop him into coverage. He's not Roquan Smith. No. But at least he's in, an upgrade. At least in college, this dude like was a it. versatile. I want to know what the price is, but yeah. It, and and by the way, he's not the only guy in that category. No, but the Cardinals declined his fifth year. Right. I'm sure. I don't wow. know what they take, but like. They're not going to re-sign him, so with that, a fourth-round pick, maybe? I, I, I don't know. I'm asking, Minimalski. but, like, like, but like, yeah. that's a guy maybe that they could bring in to help Well, I would hope we're, we're, every time Kevin Stefanski talks, he says, you know, our football team is, uh, you know, Andrew Barry's job every day is to be looking at ways to make our football team better. Well, the way they can make this football team better is take an area of need right now that is a glaring weakness, glaring weakness, and bring somebody in that's going to shore up the position. And maybe they're confident that they already got that player on roster. And maybe they're hoping that, that these, these players are suddenly going to all be healthy and stay healthy. Because to your point, when you have a season-ending injury, the psychology yeah. of coming back from that is oftentimes bigger than the actual knows physical. Gino's better than anybody. Yeah, you do. Man, you, you don't, because what happens is you're not, you're not training to get bigger or faster or more explosive. You're just training to learn how to walk again. Like, yeah. you got to think about it. You're doing eight months of rehab to walk straight, to run straight, that, and, and to strengthen your legs up to a point where you can now be functional enough to play. That is not enough in the league at the highest of high when guys – I realized after, after I tore my second ACL, everybody has hopes, dreams, and aspirations. When I tore my second ACL within 18 months, 16 months, Second ACL. I just got done rehabbing this one and then tore the other one. I knew it was it was a long shot. It was over because I looked at it and was like, okay, well, even if you say I'm on a MAC level and I feel like I'm one of the best players in the MAC, you already were gonna have to be elite when it came. You have to, to be a standout. You have to be a standout. Yeah, and like you MAC have, kind of player. Yeah, you, you gotta know? be dominant and your numbers gotta look great and your production. So I said, okay, well, you missed a whole calendar year. Now, when you come back, you're going to be rotating because they're not going to play you 100,000 snaps. 
Now you didn't even get to re you didn't really get to train to get better. You just trained to get back. And now you tear another ACL. That's a whole nother another eight months. So now, now you don't have a strong side anymore either. Now now you like, don't you have know, you just now is you got to learn to play with less explosion. You got to do some different things to augment your game. And it's just like everybody else has been training for two years. You can't give a and the fear too. So you know the, these guys all these guys too. This is their livelihood. Yeah, and you know an injury for uh, you know a weekend warrior sucks because you lose a year and you have to rehab to come back, but you can still come back and play the game you love. These guys know now. No I don't know checks. that I'm going to be good enough to get another paycheck to no stay game, in the league. So it's no a fear checks. of yeah. getting re-injured is always in your mind. So are you really truly ever going to be that player in that first year back no. that you were the year before? Because you're holding back. You may not know it, but you're not all gas, no breaks. Unless and you, that that can be a problem. Unless you're Adrian Peterson, who gets two. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Well, well, he's a freak. He, he came back in like six months yeah. Yeah, from yeah. an ACL. And was good immediately. And was great again. Good immediately. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, we are, uh, we're done. Greg Pruitt never called in. Nope, never heard from uh, Greg, unfortunately, but we're going to do viewer questions okay. in overtime. See a couple of you asking if overtime's worth it in the chat. Give it a try. Try it out. It, yeah, is, it, it is worth it. It's 100% worth it. We become, have so much become fun Become a baller tier member, a coach's tier member, Four ninety nine a month. Also, it looks you like get the we, extra segments. we teased Greg Newsom on Tuesday. I think it's now Thursday. Checking my emails. Okay. This so I think it's Thursday. This is why we don't tease stuff ahead of time. Very good. That, well, you still got a, a guest on Tuesday. still a couple of on Tuesday. A guest on Thursday. Yes. Thank you.